according to my boss. Praise God. Good evening, everyone. How are you guys? Good evening, sir. Good. Only two people are here waiting for the others. Today is not a BPP style teaching. Today is interactive. Single life. No singles like single stories. Amen. Praise God. Can can you hear me clearly? Can anyone hear me clearly? Yes, sir, we can. Okay, thank you. Um, so I'm gonna come from um because this is a full teaching, like I'll share with them. Um, similarly earlier, it's a very, very important topic because it's actually not only for singles, but also for, for married. You know, I believe that we'll learn a thing or two. And then uh, we all are going to contribute into the conversation. I will trust the Holy Ghost for a move. I'm trying not to enter BBB. And talk, ask questions, respond. Amen. So Matthew chapter 13 is the scripture we are reading from. But I'm just going to uh, touch something from there, connect it, and then do uh, taking on the single life. Okay. Matthew chapter 13 verse 11 or verse 10. 10 and 11. I'm reading from the TPT translation. I read. I'm reading to verse 14 or verse 13. TPT. Then his disciples approached Jesus and asked, why do you always speak to people in these hearts to understand parables? Verse 11, he explained, you've been given the intimate experience of insight into hidden mysteries of the realm of the heaven's kingdom, but they have not. This is actually a scripture for our ministry where the Lord said, you know, you know, so our, our role is to, you know, teach the mysteries of the kingdom that we have a right to, you know, so the disciples saying King James version, he said, why do you, you know, always speak to them in parables and then Jesus responded because it has been given unto each and every one of you who is born again to know the mysteries of the kingdom of heaven but to them it's not given okay so you are at an advantage understanding what the mysteries of the kingdom are then so I, I continue my, my reading uh, from verse 12 TPT for everyone who listens with an open heart will receive progressively more revelation until he has more than enough. But those who don't listen with an open, teachable heart, even the understanding that they think they have will be taken from them. That's why I teach the people using parables because they think they are looking for truth, yet because their hearts are unteachable they never discover it. Although they will listen to me, they never fully perceive the message I speak. Hallelujah. Are we still together? 
But those who don't think, who don't listen with an open, teachable heart, the goal here is open, teachable heart. This is the reason why many people are single. This is the reason why many people, even though they are in a relationship or in quote marriage, are still not able to bear fruit. Amen. Many people come, they already have their opinion in their heart. They have their thoughts in their head. They are just coming to hear. If your conversation does not align with what they already think, forget it. They just, they just forget you. Many people have hardness of heart, unteachable spirit. Usually we always say, oh, the women should have a teachable spirit. But it's actually each and every one of us. Because Jesus here is speaking that many people come to hear with, without the hard, with hardness of heart no teachable spirit and expect God to speak what will please them. They expect God to come and confirm their doctrines. People go to scripture to, you know, the same thing that's happening in the realm of, you know, the, the pastors and people who are deceivers. Everything is found in scripture. So they go to scripture, get a scripture points or scripture that can help validate the foolishness that they are doing and then they used to teach so likewise jesus here is saying people come to him right people who don't listen with an open teachable heart even the understanding that they think they have will be taken from them we need to understand that marriage and or our single life is formed from many, many things that we have seen, we have heard, we have experienced. Many people watching your parents grow up has either made you a better person or a terrible person. In psychology, in child psychology, it is stated that a child naturally, without even knowing it, picks a mentor in the house who they will pattern their lives after. And sad in news it will be if the child patterns his or her life after the terrible example, they will reproduce it fully. So if you grew up in a home that, you know, was filled with a lot of sadness, a lot of no emotions, abuse, and all those things, you internalize all those things and reproduce it. So you are not just who you are, you are a product of your environment. The Bible says, train up a child in the way he should go, and when he's old, he will not depart from it. Now, training the child does not necessarily mean sit down, I want to train you, because the child will receive information whether you are speaking to the child or you are showing the child, whatsoever they see, they learn from. Are we following? Is someone picking up something? Yes, sir. 
For many people, they always say, this is how I am. Take me as I am. And that is one of the wrongest statements to be. If you are not a good person, make plans to adjust. You don't expect to get somebody that will come and take you the way you are. The first question you must ask yourself, can you take you the way you are? Many people have bucket lists. I want somebody that is tall, dark, and handsome. And very rich. Whereas they are filling the blank spaces. You will not hear from my mouth that. Amen. It's okay to laugh. People are not so serious. <laughs> Hallelujah. I'm, I'm, I'm speaking just randomly. I'm mixing up a lot of things because I don't want to follow the... Um... So Jesus saying, they come with tough and strong hearts. So I will speak to them in parables so that they don't understand. Because if you come with a teachable heart, you will receive certain information. Many of us are waiting for that right man, that right woman. But are you preparing yourself for that right man and that right woman? Are you developing yourself to match the spiritual, intellectual capacity of that one which you so desire? If you are a high school graduate and you love somebody who's a doctor, who has a doctorate, a PhD, don't you think that even though in the first few months, years where the butterflies will still be flying, you will have to develop yourself to be able to hold an intellectual conversation. So in preparing for let me just use a job as an example. In preparing for a job, I must develop myself to be able to meet the criteria of what the job needs. So if the job says, I want somebody who's a graduate, many times people who are not graduates start to pray and ask God to bend the rules to give me what I was not qualified for. There's a lot of yes in that, and there's a lot of no in that. If you are given a job that you're not qualified for, even though grace brings the job to you, will you be able to sustain that job? I'm using metaphors to speak many things. Please, I hope you are picking up what I'm saying. Develop yourself for that bucket list which you so desire. Do not say, this is who I am. Take me as I am. Amen. Mm. Well, so quiet. I feel like people are writing notes. Are you supposed to be writing notes? Amen. Praise Amen. God. Amen. So, being single is very, very... your hands to build to invest in yourself because for example your destiny requires prayer investment of about 
5,000 hours. In your single time is when you really have the time, irrespective of how busy you are. Mind you, I'm not only talking to the ladies, I'm talking to the men and the ladies. That's the time where you are able to articulate your life, to be able to get the adequate requirements. The spiritual investment a prophet needs is different from the spiritual requirements a mechanical engineer needs. Mechanical engineer cannot sit and be praying the way BPP prays. He should be, he should have a healthy prayer life and then go to school to study. Am I communicating today? Many people who had spiritual, heavy spiritual investment in school, they were terrible students. They failed a lot. Why? They have been, they spent time praying and doing the work of God. Like I said, there's a lot of yes in it and there's a lot of no in it. I'm bringing balance in many things. Everything is connected to everything. So if I start to talk about a job, it also applies to relationship and marriage. Okay. Secondly, many people are stuck waiting for God's will, God's counsel. Lord, I want you to speak to me about who I should marry. If you are in this boat, can you say, I? I. Honest people. <laughs> Amen. Very plain. My question, so so so, as a personal um, uh, principle, I don't tell you who to marry. Many people come and say, "Oh, I have two people. Can you pray? Let God choose." I will never do it, even if God shows me clearly. I will not tell you, and I'll explain why. For another set of people, they'll say, oh, I've been praying about this person and I'm waiting for God to tell me. So I ask them, I, I do this test. Has God spoken to you before about something random? It's a sunny day and then God tells you it's going to rain. And you're like, no, Lord, it's really sunny. But God says it's going to rain. And then at the end of the day, it rains. I ask them. A simple question. Has God spoken to you clearly that you have heard before? And they say, no. I said, okay. Has God spoken to you about your life? Something general that has come to pass? They say, well, no, maybe, maybe not. How then will you hear when God is telling you an important conversation about your spouse? If you have not heard him, in the little things, how then can you hear him in the big things? Seller. Seller moment. Giving you three seconds to be able to digest. Many <laughs> people are very are stuck in waiting to hear from God. Whereas scriptures say, he that finds a wife finds a good thing and obtains favor from God. Let me explain some things to you. Not many things. There, in fact, ah, Jesus Christ. 
This is very important. Many people are stuck. Many people are stuck waiting on God. Whereas God, I wanted to say God is waiting on them. But yeah, God is waiting on them. God is waiting on you to act, to move. Take a step, move. Take a step and move. Because you have his spirit on the inside of you. There are many things that the Lord tells me that he doesn't speak words to me. I just know. The three ways that God speaks to us is found in 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 9. I want someone to read it for me. 1 Corinthians 2, 9. Quickly. 1 Corinthians 2, 9. Anybody? Praise God. Yeah. It says, 1 Corinthians 2, 9 says, but as it is written, eyes has not seen, nor ears heard. Slowly, nor. slowly, slowly. Okay. But as it is written, eyes have has not seen, nor ear heard, nor have entered into the heart of man the things which God has prepared for those who love him. Thank you. One of the biggest confusion in the conversations of marriage is dreams. Somebody say dreams. 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 Say it, say it boldly. If you, especially if you have dreams Dream. before. Dreams. I slept and I saw him and I saw him coming with a nightingale dress holding me on the left side <laughs> smiling at my conspicuous one aspect of me people don't know I like speaking English that doesn't make sense so bear with me today is that day so accept me the way I am I'm sure you love me already <laughs> And then the stars started to descend. <laughs> no, there's no video today. Today I want to speak. Oh, Jesus. You, you want to hear a single thing? You will hear a single thing. The stars were shining at an angle of 63 degrees. And I heard the angel blowing the trumpet saying, this is thy spouse. And then the next week, they break up with you. If you're in that place, say, I. I'm not hearing any I. You. Aye. Aye. <laughs> My God. My God. Many, I'll tell this is true life story. So I have a very close friend. Back in the day, <laughs> my wife is laughing. I was dating my wife that time, preparing for marriage. This man is a, is a dreamer. He's a man of visions. If, he, if there's a way he'll be looking at you, he has gone. He has got to see picture. And then he was telling me, oh, me and my wife, he was, he was my personal barber. So he was cutting my hair. I was telling me, 
it's a man that the lady was dating to marry, the vision he saw. <laughs> Don't let me laugh. I want to be serious now. He was standing before a mighty river. And then the people were on a straight line. And he was fetching a cup and giving her water. No, giving them water. But the line was long. Oh, I need soundtrack to explain the story. The line was very long. Yeah, I'm here, sir. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't want to video. And so the line was so long. And the people, and he was fetching water from the river, giving them, and they would drink. And he was going and going, but he was getting tired. All of a sudden, someone says suddenly. <laughs> and there was a damsel coming with white apparel. The wind was blowing at the right angle. And she was coming and coming and coming. And she came with her own cup. Someone say her own cup. cup. <laughs> And she took water from under, from the, the ocean and started to help. And there were now two lines. Someone say two lines. Uh, two lines. Brethren, <laughs> I was hearing this story. I started to look at my wife. Say, Are you sure you are my wife? Because they didn't show me this type of visual. <laughs> I was asking the Lord, Lord, Am I still, am I still your servant? Because he did not give me the <laughs> And ladies and gentlemen, three months later, how is this our wife? She has broken up with me. Wow. Bow, bow. They broke up with my brother. I say in a very <laughs> painful way. I don't want to go into details. In a very painful way. <laughs> I say, hey, thank you, winner. No more extra life. <laughs> Everybody fell back to the first line. I was confused. <sighs> I was very confused. <laughs> I'm, I'm, am I missing something? All that vision. <laughs> <laughs> the next one again. Bro, saw another vision for another person. Ah, uh -uh. he saw vision for three people. Three people. If you don't like oh, you, if a division has a template, if you don't like you, just plug your picture into that vision. I'll see the vision. And also, the sad part of this is that many people have gone into marriages based on dreams. And they are regretting it terribly. Yeah. Because dreams, the, the dream world is a complex place. To be able to decode a dream. Sometimes you can have a dream three years ago and it will take another two years for another dream to come and explain that dream. There are three sources of dreams. One, God. Two, the devil. Three, flesh. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. So if I keep 
I dream a lot, for example. It's part of the prophetic measure. The scripture we read, eye has not seen. So the realm of the eyes, dreams, vision, trance, revelation. Okay? Ears have not heard. The realm of the ears, where you hear, and thine ears shall hear a word behind thee, saying, this is the way. Walk ye in it when you walk to the left and when you walk to the right. And then the realm where it enters into your heart. How do you know that you are born again? I just know. Were you given a certificate to say, now you are born again? No. He just entered into my, the Holy Ghost bears witness with my spirit. So this is how I explain it. You get to the point where the Holy Ghost and your spirit are neighbors. So they can whisper into each other's you know, heart. And then you receive the information without going through the faculty of the ears. Am I communicating? How do you know this is the right decision to make? I don't know, but I just, I feel it in my gut that this is the right thing to do. Many instructions that were followed in Somi that have produced tremendous results was not shown me in a vision, was not spoken to me in my ears, but just entered into my heart. I don't remember the day it came, but I know it very firmly as if I received it in a vision. Praise God. So the Holy Ghost bears witness with your spirit that you are sons of God. Likewise, the Holy Ghost can bear witness. I just, I just feel it that this is it. If you are confused about a subject, you are confused about a matter, that means that there's confusion truly. When the time comes, you, you will pick it so firmly that you you'll be able to defend it anywhere. I say again, many people have gone into relationships because of a dream. One, if you like a person, you desire a person, there is every tendency that will show up in your dream. Your subconscious will create a scene. Oh, Titanic got nothing on you. It will give the right soundtrack. You will pay the highest producer, play soundtrack, and you wake up and say, yes, this is it. And God forbid, then I'll break up with you again. Secondly, it is possible for you to pick a signal of who God is giving to you correctly, and then the person is not picking the same signal. Will you go and force that person? No. Many people use it to manipulate the person. This guy tried it with someone close to me and came to tell the person and explain the vision you saw as usual and, tell, and told the person, go and pray about it. You have manipulated, you have already imputed. There is every tendency that you show up in my dreams when you've told me like that. So the conversation that has always happened in the church, oh, go and pray about it. It has led people astray. Many prophets have led people astray, prophesying someone's marriage. Oh, you have to marry this person. No. Say, thus said the Lord. I can connect two people and say, oh, I just feel you guys connect. But that does not, that does not mean thus said the Lord. Because thus said the Lord is a very strong word. And I'm going to explain why. 
God rarely, he still does, but he rarely tells you this is the person you should marry. First things first, God's will is not one man. Someone repeat after me. God's will. God will is not one woman. God's will is not one man. So in summary, God's will is not one person. Or one particular God's will person. is not one man. Or one particular person. The reason I say so is this. What if that person that is God's perfect will for you dies when he was a child? Suddenly you become God's willless. My wife is beating me on my glamour. On Clubhouse, can you hear me clearly? God's will is not one person, but I tell you this, God's will can be a group of people, whoever you pick within this bracket of one million is God's will. What is God's will? God's will is getting together with somebody who will bring the will and purposes of God for your life, will support God's counsel for your life together and help bring it to pass. Not someone that will shut down your oppression. For example, if you are born to be a missionary, traveling and doing the work of the Lord, and you are coming to get married to a somebody who just likes privacy, just me, my wife, my children. Any external person is a, is a, is a what's it called? Is a crowd. That person, your missionary life will cause you to want to travel. But his stay-at-home life will cause you to sit at home. And once you are outside of your alignment, it will contradict your life. Ah, is somebody listening to something I'm saying tonight? Yes, sir. Many of you got a person and then you see the announcement on TV. And you say, God, did you misinform me? God is going to bring healing to many of you here today as we speak. He's going to bring healing. It's going to help you forgive yourself so that you can move on. Are we still together? Yes, sir, we're here. God's counsel, God's general counsel is found in scripture. Let me go there. God's general counsel is 2 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 14 and 15. Our reader of scripture, read for me. First, 2 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 14 to 17. 14 to 17, quickly. Quickly.
Yes, please. Go ahead. God bless you. On Zoom, did you hear that? No, we didn't. No. Okay, so let me read. Be ye not equally yoked together with unbelievers. Don't say you will not be the most. Thus said the law, it shall not walk. The people that say that usually get converted themselves. Be ye not unequally yoked together with unbelievers. Don't say you want to marry an atheist so that you will see God in your life. She will see God in your life. This is God's counsel telling you, be not unequally yoked together with unbelievers. What fellowship had righteousness with unrighteousness? What communion had light with darkness? And what concord has Christ with Belial? Or what part had he that believeth with an infidel? What agreement had the temple of God with idols? For you are the temple of the living God. As God has said, I will dwell in them and walk in them. I will be their God and they shall be my people. Wherefore, Come out from among them and be ye separate, saith the Lord. Touch not the unclean thing, and I will receive you. Praise God. So you want to get married? You want to know God's will? Don't go and get married to an unbeliever. Yeah, so... Mama Pegs, according to how they are calling you, Mama Pegs. A young baby of a peg. Mama Pegs said, what did you say again? I forgot. They can't hear you. Mm -hmm. 
Wait, can, can you hear? Can you hear? Can you hear, Mama? No, no, we can't hear anything. No, we cannot hear. We can't. Uh, how do you hear the question? We heard you, but we can't hear her. We can't hear the person talking. Ah, have to start. Yes. Can you hear now? No, we still can't hear. If you think. Praise God. Can you hear me now? Yes. Kind of distance. Okay. Is it better now? Yes. Yes, yes, we can hear you. Okay, sincere apologies. I as spoken a lot and I, I actually apologize for my voice. I'm a bit under the weather. So I was just saying that. I was um, going to add to what people was talking about when he said, do not be equally yoked to unbelievers. So um, when we, we Christians or we God people, when we hear unbelievers, the first things that come to our mind are people who are of a different religion, people who um, do not profess Christ, you know, but uh, well, people who are not in the church, okay? But... The thing is, there are people who are inside the church that do not believe in God, that do not believe in the things that God uh, um, instructs. Let me put it like that. There are people who would argue with you from morning till night to say you can't hear God for yourself. There are people who will argue with you from morning till night to say um, God said the woman should be submissive but they would ignore the part where God said the man should love the woman. There are people who are manipulative and what's the other word? Narcissistic that are also still in quotes, Christians. So whenever we hear that scripture, because it's very fundamental to um, relationships and marriage. Whenever we hear the scripture, do not be equally yoked with unbelievers. It's people who cannot give their hearts to the instructions of God. People who would hear an instruction from God and just because that instruction does not suit them or not just an instruction, a word from God and just because that word does not suit their mindset, their uh, uh, personal desires, they would weigh it off like it's not the word of God. Those are also some, um, the kind, like people that you can also classify as unbelievers. They do not believe in God's counsel about marriage. They do not believe in God's principles when it comes to um, relationship between husband and wife. So I just wanted to quickly chip that in so that we don't just um, blanket it and think it's just the Muslims, the atheists, or um, um, should I say Catholic, forgive me for saying that, or Jehovah's Witnesses. Um, because there are some denominations that they don't marry outside their denomination so that the indoctrination can just continue. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. You got that? Yes, you did. Yes, yes, thank yes, you. Amazing. Clubhouse, we're still together? All right. 
really, really important conversations, right? Because now, what is going on now is that people have started to go to church to go look for, you know, the innocent people they can deceive, but they don't know they are meeting the same people there. I saw, I saw a video. <laughs> We're laughing as we saw a video, you know, of uh, of uh, some ladies saying, you know, you men that are running to church to look for good wife. It's still we that are in the clubs. We are still the ones there in church. We just changed our clothes. <laughs> so we're still the one that you meet there. But the, the essence is this. Many people in church, in those brothers and sisters who still don't believe in sex after marriage, mm -hmm. bed on the fire, and they call they are the ones in church, you know, in the choir and all those things. Mm -hmm. You know, if we really want to start picking on that, you would see that there are only like two or three people out of mm -hmm. one million people that are really doing it the right way. But you know what's right and what's wrong. But be not unequally yoked together with unbelievers, people who do not believe, who Jesus is not Lord over them. Secondly, there are signs that many single people see in relationships, but they ignore. So I was going to say why God usually does not tell some people. He, for, for me, he told me clearly, right? He told my wife to, I was in another relationship that I thought was going to lead to marriage. Everything was perfect. Chemistry was perfect. Physics was perfect. Chem uh, further mass was perfect. We were born the same day, the same month, the same year. Went to the same secondary school. You know, everything, was, geography was perfect too, you know? But, you know, God said no. And, um, you know, so when, you know, some of you know the story already. When God started to tell me it was, uh, it was Peggy, I was mentoring her. And I said, no, Lord, I don't want my mentor. I want someone fresh. You already know, you know. I want, uh, you know, my bucket list now. I want someone that when they say praise God. Woo! Hallelujah. Oh, my goodness. Hallelujah. You understand what I'm talking about? That's what I wanted, you know. But God did not answer me. Because I knew I was going to do ministry. I wanted someone that, you know. Whew, let me not talk before someone starts to give me blue here. Um, but, but God spoke to me. But the reason why, I, 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 and I want to explain the difference. You must mature to a certain level for God to speak to you about this kind of things. And I'll explain why. If God tells you now, my dear daughter, your husband's name is Michael Okwara, and he's going to come Susudi. What usually happens is because God has said, and you know that God is perfect, the processes that you need to go through to be able to align fully for the perfection of that which God has spoken, you will start to skip those processes as long as God has said it. That means this is it. So issues you should address head on, you start to just throw it under the carpet. Then when the carpet is full, 
and things break away. If you understand what I'm saying, say amen. 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 So, Adam ate the fruit that was uh, he was asked not to. And then when God was asking him, did you? His first response, the woman that you gave me, I was on my own, no, and I did not eat any fruit. But the, you brought, you are the one that brought the woman. You are the one that told me she's my wife. The woman you gave me, gave me the fruit, and I ate it. Passing the blame back to God. So after that, he said, he that finds, when you find, come and show him. You will accept it. So the general scope is do not marry an unbeliever. Now, there are many people who are already married before they came into the faith, and scripture already backs it up that look, you are you are scripture already backs it up that you the one, the whoever marries an unbelieving wife or an unbelieving husband is covered by the one who's believing, right? So that's a separate conversation, okay? So God's perfect will, I've already explained that to you. There's God's permissive will as well. There's God's permissive will. And God's permissive will is found in 1 Corinthians chapter 7. Verse 9. If they cannot contain themselves, let them marry. If the body is doing them loy loy, for it is better to marry than to born. Many people are born in. Someone say born. Born. <laughs> born. Uh -huh. I'm marking your faces as the people that are born. Don't worry. If you have no power over your passions, then you should go ahead and marry. For marriage is far better than a continual battle with lust. So go and marry just so that you don't burn. Are you saying, are you saying the different, the different angles? Right? But well, that still does not mean, but the first thing that I would like to say, I, I didn't organize them, I'm just speaking, right? Because I want you to pick some things. Um, call of time. How long do I have, Timile, before we get here to midnight? Yeah, you do. Timile, what did you say? Um, I, you could do um, 10 more minutes before we go into the questions. Jesus Christ, 10 more minutes. Let me rush. So as I was saying, the last time that... <laughs> 10 minutes, okay. What was I going to say before this one? What's my train of thought? Better to marry than to burn. Um, I truly have lost my line of thoughts. Okay, yes, I remember now. Before you come and cling to another, you must be single. You must be whole. 
you must be complete. There are many people coming into a relationship broken, scattered, hurt, battered. Our? Okay, yes. Now, ah, my goodness, if I enter this conversation now, it's a long one. Let me look for the short version. Oof. Uh, Wikipedia. Are we still together? Yes, sir. For some of us who had been engaged in premarital sex, and uh, joined, right, to other people. Because when the Bible say that the two shall become one flesh, it's talking about the union via um, sex, intercourse, right? We become one, right? And then if we now have joined ourselves to many, let me show you from scripture what I'm talking about. Just a second, just give me a second. Let me, let me get scripture. Show you something. I want to show you from scripture so that you're able to see what I'm saying. Aha. Uh -huh. Okay. First Corinthians chapter six. First Corinthians chapter six, verse 15. And 16, 1 Corinthians 6. 1 Corinthians 6, 15 and 16. Just like I already don't worry. 6, 15 and 16. You still hear me clearly? Yes, sir. On Clubhouse, you do? On Zoom, you do? Yes, we do. We can okay. hear you. Okay. First Corinthians chapter 6, verse 15 and 16. Know ye not that your bodies are the members of Christ? Shall I then take the members of Christ and make them the members of an harlot? God forbid. What? Know ye not that he which is joined to an harlot is one body? For two, saith he, shall be one flesh. Verse 17. But he that is joined unto the Lord is one spirit. And then the next one in verse 18. Flee fornication. Every sin that a man doeth is without the body. But he that committed fornication sinneth against his own body. What? Know ye not that your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost, which is in you 
which you have of God and you are not your own. For you are bought with a price. Therefore, glorify God in your body and your spirit, which are God's. But see the point I wanted you to see, verse 15 and 16. Know ye not that your bodies are the members of Christ. Shall I then take the members of Christ and make them the members of an harlot? God forbid. Do you not know that he that is joined to an harlot is one body with the harlot? For two said he shall be one flesh. So when you are joined to somebody, through sex, you are one with that person. Many people are carrying crowd into marriage. I repeat, many people are carrying with that they, they have body counts 10, 15, 20, 30. Thank God for the Lord, which cannot say our numbers in Jesus' name. Amen. But you carry all those baggages into and try to come cleave into one. So I'm saying two things here. First off, you must be single. You must be whole. You must be healed to be able to cleave. And the example I give when I teach this is um, cut something in half, right? And then for one of the parts, you know, it's always smooth. And then the other part, just make it rough. Just roughen it. Can they cleave? together, even if you put all the gum and everything, can it be a smooth connection again? Yes or no? No, sir. Why? Because it's not whole. It's not perfectly made. You see what I'm saying? Praise God. Matthew chapter 6 verse 20, uh, Matthew 6, 22, 22 and 23. Matthew 6, 22, 23. The light of the body is the eye. If therefore thine eye be single, thy whole body will be full of light. So being single, are you fully single? Are you made whole? When I talk about single, being single, I'm talking about whole. You are not carrying the heartbreaks of the past, waiting to impose it on the next relationship. So you are in a relationship with somebody, but you are treating the person like the last person that hurt you. So you are defending, you are just, you are being hardened so that they will not hurt you again. Whereas all the person had to do is give you love. Are we still together? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Let me round up by saying, I was ministering to a lady in the ministration room and the Lord opened my eyes to see that she was abused, sexually abused as a child. And because of that, she's married today, but have been struggling in her marriage because she's not able to receive the fullness of the love. Because she was abused, it altered her mindset to feel that because the person who abused her was nice to her, was caring, and then raped her. And then 
her husband being a good man, loving on her, caring for her, ministering to her, right? Because she's always resisted that love because she feels like, ah, this is the treat of the one who hurt me. Somebody hearing what I'm saying tonight. So she was struggling in her marriage, not able to receive the love. And then the Holy Ghost, who searches all things, was able to diagnose that this is the source of the problem. She broke down in tears. She broke down crying. And then the Holy Ghost healed her of the pain. And then she was able to go on to receive love from her husband. So she went into marriage incomplete. You are not, we say, you know, you are my better half to complete. You must be complete in your incomplete, what is the English word? You must be complete or you must be whole in your incomplete state. That's the word. I trust that somebody's learning something today. Many of us are, have soul ties with many people. So you are in a relationship or you are in marriage and you are thinking of someone else. And if the person does not act like that other person, there's a problem. So you are not seeing the person you are with. You are seeing the person you want to be with in this person. And there's no alignment. It is two that becomes one, not three, not four. Five cannot become one. Amen. So many of you need to pray the prayer of healing. Ask the Lord to heal you. It is him that knows how to heal the brokenhearted. Someone betrayed your trust. Then someone, a gentleman comes and the next thing your mind tells you, this was how that guy was nice to you. This was how that lady was nice to you. This is how they are. All men are scum. So we have many incomplete single people looking for someone to complete them. Somebody cannot complete you. The only one that can complete you is Christ. So if, you're, if your joy, your life is anchored on somebody else and then the person does not meet that responsibility, you are depressed. You hate the person. The joy of the Lord is your strength. The joy of the Lord is your what? Strength. Music and romantic movies have changed the whole thing. You are my world. You are my star. You are my light. You are my life. Jack died because of Rose. You're now going to die. And then your burial ground, another brother, another sister, you say, oh, let me come and console you. I'll come and cook for you. Your, your, your spirit is looking at them and they have moved on. 
your family has missed you, your destiny has missed you. You have to die because of woman or man. It's the reorientation that is, is needed. When you are complete, you are whole. When you you and and, and you meet someone God-fearing, you know, that cares for you, that loves you. To be a beautiful relationship, to be a beautiful marriage. I didn't complete the statement I was making. If God tells you this is the person and you are having issues, the reason why you have challenges is because of friction. You must have friction before you align. For example, the man's family, they are closely knitted. Every day they see each other. That's how they, they were built. The woman's family, the everybody, all man on your own. You don't connect to anybody. You are just on your own. And everybody has learned to survive that way. And then both of you come together. There will be friction. Why must you see your family every day? Why must you be alone every day? It must first align until you come to full understanding. And misunderstandings will always tend to understanding. So that you can align and get to know each other. This is what she doesn't like. This is what she likes. And after a little while, then you now go smoothly. Being prayerful is very critical as well. There are spiritual dimensions, but I, I, maybe I'll stop here because there's so many vast things opening up in my spirit and I don't want to um, take so much time. So praise God. Yeah. Hallelujah. Thank you so much, BPT. Um, quite insightful, to be honest. Thank you. Hello. I'm a peg as well. Hello? Can you hear me? Hello? Yes, can we can. can. <laughs> yes, I, I just wanted to quickly add just um, two, uh, two points, right? Before we go into the questions, so hopefully this answers um, some questions for some people. Um, marriage is Marriage is important, relationship is good, you know, but there, there's a question you need to ask yourself. What's my intention? What's driving me? Um, what was the um, driving force for this desire? Because if you are somebody who has a, every person, if you are somebody, we all have a destiny that God has designed for us. And so, there has to be that person. You have, you have to marry that person in quotes. After I'm sure we remember that people mentioned that it's not just one particular person, but we have to marry that person that suits that destiny, not the person that suits your today. Because the person that is all lovey-dovey today may be someone that's a vampire tomorrow. And you don't have the capacity to know what's going to happen tomorrow except the Holy Spirit. That's the, I'm sure that's part of the things that people wanted to mention when you talked about spiritual angle. What's the intention? Is it the societal pressure? Is it that, oh, oh my biological clock is ticking. Therefore, this bro any brother that is available, then I have to just quickly marry because time is going. There's a very popular saying that says it's better to wait long 
and marry right than to marry wrong, than to rush in and marry wrong, something like that. So what is the driving force? What are the intentions? Of course, that part that people also mentioned about um, it's better to marry than to born. But it's better to just stay in that place and find that one that <laughs> you can build together that would fit your destiny. And you think that you have lost time while you were waiting, but you, you do not waste time when you are actually waiting on the right on, on God's perfect plan or God's perfect will for your life. You do not waste time because it's the God that is able to redeem the times or redeem the years or redeem the seasons. The second point is there are pericocytes. I don't know, for those of us that went to Nigerian universities, there are pericocytes. For example, you cannot proceed into the next, uh, next course level until you pass a certain or a particular course, right? So there are certain things that you as a person need to get put in place spiritually, psychologically, and emotionally and all of that, like people are saying, but we, many of us want to short circuit the process because of that thing about, oh, is what's in vogue or some guy that is just too good to be true. You don't want to miss him and he's rushing and bringing or some babe that is just looking so, ah, if I don't marry her now, I will miss her. So, and at the end of the day, there is no way we can get into a relationship that is really worthwhile, that leads to a godly marriage that is the perfect will of God without the God himself. So for some of us, we, we want to do everything um, depending on God. And, but when it gets to the relationship part and God is saying, you know, this part of this relationship, leave it to me. Be like, oh no, God, let me hold on to this one while I'm waiting for the one you are bringing for me. And that's an error. What we do while we are waiting is also very important. So we need to have our mind focused. And again, some of us are, we are focused so much on this relationship and marriage issue that we are forgotten about every other thing that God has in store for us. We are just so focused on, at this stage of my life, marriage is all that's in my front burner. And because of that, maybe God is sending you to do other things. You, you, you would not want to move because you feel like, oh, for example, maybe God is sending you to a particular state to go and work or do something. And you'll be like, I oh, know that state. I don't, we don't like people from that state. That's just an example. And then you just get so focused on, is this the guy? Is this not the guy? Oh God, I met this guy. Um, what do you think about this guy? Oh God, look at this lady. Is she the one? But are we saying, God, what should I be doing now? What should I be involved in? What do you want me to be doing now? Okay, that marriage, I really, I strongly desire it, but let it not block my vision on what you want me to be doing at this particular moment in time. I don't know if you remember when Papa Kaya mentioned uh, during when, when he was talking about prophetic seasons, if it is not time for you to get married or to be in that relationship, well, marriage, and you are wasting so much time that you're supposed to be to build yourself to meet that in quote again, prerequisite. And you are, you are focusing so much on marriage 
Don't you think that we're wasting time? So, for example, God says, whenever she finishes a, a, a mentorship program in, uh, for maybe me, whenever it takes her to finish the mentorship program, the day she concludes or completes that mentorship program, the, she would meet the person she will marry on her way home. But you refuse to start the mentorship program because you think that if you start the mentorship program, you will not have time for a relationship. So you will be in that circle, wilderness. You keep going round and round and round until you go and focus on the right trajectory. Until you do that thing. Because if this is the condition that it this is what it takes, that is what is going to be. So you will now find out that you, you are praying against witches and wizards, village people, etc. But you are the one that is actually injuring yourself. Praise the Lord. People of God, shout hallelujah. 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 Thank you for your time. Thank you, Mama Peg. Thank you. Okay. Thank you guys for still staying on. Let me quickly go into the questions because we, we have um, a few. Um, so the first one, um, I'm in a relationship and it is a long distance relationship. My partner is in a complicated situation where he did a contract marriage with an old friend in order to help her get a visa to the UK simply because she owes him over 30,000 pounds. According to this female friend and her family members, the only way she can pay him back the money owed is to get a job in the UK. The contract is ongoing, but she's yet to get the spousal visa, making it more difficult for my partner to recover funds owed, thereby putting our marital rights on hold. We have done introduction, but this issue is making it difficult for him to take the next step with me. Now he wants me to hold on till this issue is sorted out. Kindly advice, yeah. Yes. Now we can hear you. Yes. Okay. You know, in this life, <laughs> there are always two two pictures to a scenario, and I'm naturally a detective type of person in my life. So I try to always get the back story. You know, this question, personally, I'm not saying the Holy Spirit is ministering to me, but I would say for you, to, um, for the lady to get the true picture of things. Because if someone is owing you money, and you really love a woman and you want to go ahead with marriage and everything, you should not let that money make you to now marry somebody else. So it's not like the woman is the one giving him a favor. So she's owing him and she's demanding, or the family of the girl is saying, if you do not marry her and take her to the UK to work, she cannot pay you the money. So, Whoever you have that you desire to marry can, can just wait or face bush so that you marry our daughter because you want your money. This story doesn't add up to me personally. So I would say because we are Christians, you have to spend time to say, God, reveal the true picture of things to me. Reveal the true intentions 
of this person to me because <laughs> we used to jokingly say when somebody when a man is tired of a woman you can say i gave you two eggs to boil you boil um, boil one fry one you boil the wrong one and fry the wrong one flimsy excuses you know you can't just put somebody's life on hold simply because of things that are sort of far-fetched so what happens if it takes the woman 10 years to pay the 30,000 pounds or the money or the rights? So if it takes the person 10 years to pay that money back, the marriage will now continue. That's a question for this person to consider. Second of all, what will you be doing with your life while you are waiting for that person? Something I always say, men and women, everybody that has Jesus must recognize that they are special, they are unique, they are well, royal priesthood, and you deserve the best. Don't put yourself in situations where you'd, you are like managing as if, if this doesn't work, then there's nothing else out there for me. No, you can't put yourself in that kind of position, please, ma'am. Person that sent that question. Don't put yourself in that kind of position. I personally, as a, a neutral person, I do not believe that story. And I just think that it is, it's unfair for him to say we put everything on hold until they sort out the issue. There is no date defined for the issue to be resolved. Okay, there's no contingency plan that if this woman refused to pay me, what will I do? This spousal visa is not even out. How many years or how many months is this person going to work to be able to make that money? Remember this person also has a family that has now used a debt, a debt that they are owing him. So cajoling me to taking it doesn't even make sense to me. I'm sorry, but please, you yeah, are praying, sister, and uh, and I hope that this person is a member of SOMI. Use that grace that you have upon your life. Pray to God to reveal true intentions of this man, so that you will not go and waste your time and life waiting. Because if somebody hurts you and you break up after two years, it's very painful. But <laughs> It's more painful to wait for eight years when you would have achieved so many things. Pray for God to reveal this person's true intentions to you. And please move on. If Once you get, remember the ways that BPP mentioned that we can hear from God. Once you get that clearance in your spirit, walk away. Uh, Sister Naya said, pray the man away. Don't pray the man away. Walk your, go away by yourself. Why will you have to be using power to pray for the man to go? You leave. You can leave. God has something glorious. There are some of them that will not go. They're just there like leeches, which I feel that's what she's experiencing now. Right? Oh, wow. I feel she's going through the man. He keeps coming back, telling her all sorts of sweet nonsense that doesn't even make sense because that story doesn't make sense. So How will you be going for yourself. now marry you to pray pay? for your own mind? Pray, pray for your own you. mind and take charge of your own mind and walk away and walk away for good. Because this story, I'm sorry, if we read it on Insta blog, the comments will be weird. Praise the Lord. 
Hallelujah. And I just pray Hallelujah. for this sister. I pray for God to give her the will. I pray for God yes. to bring her first to the place of prayer and proper understanding. And for God yes. to give her the will to make the perfect decision that that works for her destiny. In Jesus' Amen. name. Amen. Amen. Okay, um, okay uh, That's the answer, what my wife said. Okay. <laughs> okay, so let me let me go to the next question. I'm trying to just okay. This one. So someone says, I am currently dating someone I want to spend the rest of my life with. Before I became sorry? No, I'm healing the person. Okay. Before I became a believer, I lived wildly, engaging in unspeakable things. I have told my partner 50% of those things, but I, but do I really need to say everything? I feel her love and respect for me will reduce drastically or she could end the relationship as one of the things that I did was sleeping with her sister when we started Jesus. dating. Jesus. Voila. Wow. Wow. I need grace for somebody to help me answer this question. It's best he confesses about the sleeping with his sister first. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Let, let me let me access today. Let me let me let me go to spirit of wisdom. Um, one of the things that um, this kind of things do is oof, is deep. You have to tell. I don't know. Did the person mention that he has told her about his sister, mm -hmm. her sister, because um, that's critical. Even if it no, leads he to he okay. even even if it leads to any relationship, because uh, one thing about you know that kind of connection is that there is every oh my goodness, I'm thinking of the right words to use. You can come back to Okay, yeah, yeah. So, 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 what Peg is saying is that it can always come back to bite. Those secrets, look, what the devil uses to keep us in bondage is our secrets. Every time you have a secret, right? Anytime you want to advance in your prayer walk or your prayer life or in something serious, the enemy comes with accusation. Once he has an accusation against you, that's why, you know, there's a popular saying, a problem shared is half solved because the reason why it's half solved, it just bringing it to light already makes you feel better. And if you put that kind of weight on your conscience, marriage is not two weeks affair, it's not one year or two years, it's for life. Meaning for every time you see that lady, that memory comes back. And once that memory can come back, anything is possible, right? So you will have to share, even if it leads to the relationship ending. 
but you don't want to put, you don't want to take that risk and go into marriage. Who knows? She's understanding. She can say, okay, I forgive you. Um, were you dating her when you were doing that? Or was it in the past? Or a lot of questions tie into that. Some of these questions that we're answering, right? Because there's a way some of these things are that I can't say some things publicly here. Uh, if you're not satisfied with the question, just reach out to me privately and I can tell you straight up, okay? Uh, but very, very critical that you open up on that particular, you don't have to open your file. You know, if people like us tell our story, we'll be single now. So let's just, you know, um, some religions teach on restitution. Scripture does not support restitution. When you come to Christ, he blots it out. All things are passed away. Behold, all things have become new, right? So the sin itself of the past is gone, you know. But this kind of issues where it's relating to family is always good to know. Just in case you don't know uh, what can happen where the sister of the person can suddenly start to remember you tomorrow and start to threaten you. If you don't come back and sleep with me, I will tell my sister about us. And then you start to live a life of blackmail. Do you understand how deep this goes? So it's beyond just a, oh, uh, I don't want to lose her kind of scenario. Yeah, you know, so, so it's better you sit with her and just tell her what, you know, everyone knows what the past life used to be like. But that particular one affects her sister directly. So she has to know that and then let her decide. Don't uh, also blackmail her into accepting you. If, if her heart is not able to take it, then, then you can let her go and then something else will come up. Praise God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. If anyone has contribution, please contribute. Though. Yeah, please. If you have contributions, then go ahead. Anybody? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So, um, I'm gonna merge two questions. Two different people asked, um, uh, but I think they're kind of like related. So the first person says. As a believer, is it right to date or marry a divorcee? And the second person's asking, is there anything wrong with being a second wife? Is there anything wrong with being a second wife? A man shall leave his wife, his father, not his wife, and come and cleave to another. For a man will leave his father, and the two shall become one, not three. I said that already earlier. Three cannot become one. Three will become one and a half. Scripture says two becoming one flesh. In the beginning, this was the order of the day. So second wife is not in our religion. It doesn't support it. Um, in terms of marrying a divorcee, um, I want to speak carefully here because Jesus' position you know, because they came to Jesus and asked him, you know, oh, Moses said that, you know, we should give our wife's um, divorce letter when they are, when we are tired of them. And Jesus responded and said, in the beginning, it was not so. Moses, because of the hardness of your heart, he asked you to do so. He said, and then the only ground for divorce is 
you know, um, extramarital affair and all those kind of things. Secondly, what scripture says, what God has joined together, let no man put asunder. There are many people who are joined together in marriage who are not joined by God. I'm not saying they didn't get married in church. I'm saying they were not joined by God. There are some people who are joined together by lust, joined together by family. Oh, a father is uh, my political partner. For us to seal this relationship, you have to get married. Some of those marriages end up doing very well. Some of them do not. But it is what God has joined together. Marriage ordained by him himself in that I talks about. So if someone is financial stability, thank you. I need to get my family out of poverty. You know, and so be sure about the journey. <laughs> Naya is like, it's, you're taking your bucket list. <laughs> I don't want a short, I don't want a short baby. I want a tall baby. So, um, as someone that is a divorcee, you don't automatically blame them. You know, many of them are victims in that, right? They are victims to terrible. For example, if someone is flogging or if someone is beating you, beating you up in marriage, and what is it called? Domestic violence. You know, don't sit there and say, God hates it was get out of there in the name of the Lord. Many people have died in that place. Remember, dying before the time God allotted for you, you are thwarting destiny. The plans that God had with your life, what he wanted to use you to do when you were 50, you have just made yourself unavailable for him. You get what I'm saying? So in a dangerous affair, get out of that marriage in the name of the Lord. Amen. So in those, in those uh, scenarios, yeah, I believe there's nothing wrong in that. But second wife, two shall become one, not three will become one and a half. Men are scattered. Oh my God. Okay, um, let me go to the next question. Um, I think I can merge them as well. Okay, someone's asking um, how to overcome sexual struggles as a single lady. Um, and another person is asking, is masturbation a sin? If yes, how do I overcome it? Oof. Um, I read the scripture earlier. It is better to marry than to born. Now, Sexual struggle in itself is not a sin. It just shows that you're functioning optimally. Amen? Praise God. The fact that you feel sexual urge does not mean you are now a bad Christian. Praise God. God created those organs in you. God created everything. It shows that you are perfectly fine. It is what you do with that feeling. That is what either determines if you are, you know, committing a sin or not. The intent in itself is not wrong. But if that drives me to go fornicate, then, you know, that's the sin. Because that's what scripture says, right? If that drives me to go you know, 
watch pornography if that those things drive me pornography masturbation they are strongholds they lead to something else a spirit can come and take over that that notion you get what i'm saying you don't want to open a window for a spirit to come in that's why people that start you know pornography and all those, they start lights and it gets to the point that they are addicted they are not able to to escape it when it becomes to that point then you see that now a spirit is driving them masturbation mm, it's a very deep subject for masturbation stop it Yeah, so masturbation is you trying to, you know, many people say, okay, rather than fornicate, I rather masturbate. That is flesh-made, man-made solution. The reason why the desire is there is because you are healthy, like I said, and then the desire. If you see scripture, let me, let me show you something from scripture, something that will help you. Uh, let me see where that scripture is. So help me look for it. Where um, you know a man died, and then the brother of the man was supposed to you know give the woman a son because of the tradition, you know. And then the man he came outside of her. He didn't want to ejaculate into her so that she doesn't have a child. And what did God do? God killed the man. You remember that story? Anybody remember the story? Anybody there? Hello. Yes, sir. Pastor, if I can, I think it was in Genesis. Um, yeah. And it was. I'm not sure if it was Joseph or one of his brothers, but it was definitely in, in Genesis. I want to say 37. Mm. All right. Thank you. That was uh, it very was the Judea, um, Judah. Yeah, Judah. Yeah. Judah. He, yeah. he married his um, daughter-in-law. No, no, not that one. Not that one. That one, he married the daughter-in-law. She gave birth. But this one, the man died. And then the brother was supposed to give the woman a son or a child. And then he had sex with her, then ejaculated on the ground. The Bible says God killed him for that. Come on. Thank you. Come on. So that tells you how important this is. I was sharing with some of you. Oh, is that Tama? Was it Tama that was killed? But you know the story, though. Let me not overflow uh, it. But that tells you. I, I was sharing some of you in spiritual warfare with spiritual principles. Uh, the semen of man, right, is an equipment or a vital ingredient. The semen of man and the, I don't know what the woman is called, the tomb of woman is a vital ingredient in 
in the realm of the spirit where witchcraft and marine they used to form powers right that's why many of you after a heavy spiritual exercise you see you have sex in a dream and then immediately you ejaculate you know then you wake up and then you feel weak you feel drained you feel robbed you feel like something has been taken from you because the semen carries everything of you the essence of you your dna your full dna code is embedded in your cement and in your comb so those are vital ingredients that the camp of the enemy they use for put power they use for put there back in the day when i just you know got newly saved every time i received an impartation at night it's like they will just wait for me it may like someone lays hands on me and releases the power of god on me that night I will have those kind of sexual dreams and then I will wake up feeling tired. I can't pray. I can't do anything. I have to start building again from the scratch. I receive spiritual empathy. That used to happen until I had to deal with it. So you now masturbating to produce that kind of result is just free flow. And you become addicted to it. Many people are married and are still masturbating. What does that tell you? It's beyond the satisfaction of the desire. It becomes an addiction. And everything that makes you addicted, you have to submit to the authority of Christ. It's a stronghold. It's in the mind. Many people are in the office. They are having serious meetings. And they take excuse and go to the bathroom to go masturbate. That's no longer normal. That's no longer normal. Praise God. I hope that clarifies. So how to stop it is, you know, uh, prayer. And you have to uh, renew your mind. Renew your mind. Renew your mind. The power of the Holy Ghost will come upon you. And that desire will just be lifted up. But if you need to talk about it privately, let's talk and we'll pray together. Okay, so um, I think that's and I covers masturbation because I have a follow-up question that says, um, so this person has a friend that has neck deep in it and even watches it daily on his phone and says, please don't say prayer because <laughs> that hasn't worked. Yeah. Watches what? Pornography or what? Um, yes. So watches the act on, on his phone daily. It's like a daily thing. The act of masturbation. Yes. That is a demonic stronghold. Yes, yes. So when you say don't say prayer is, you know, two things. One, prayer and the word of God. You have to, you know, increase the knowledge of God's word. Colossians chapter 3 verse 16. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly. Be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewal of your mind. There are different types of prayer. If you are praying casual prayers, you can you can be praying casual prayer and be masturbating. But if you are praying the effectual fervent prayer that makes tremendous power available, it breaks those things. They are called yokes. It's a burden upon you. Many preachers are struggling from this. Many ministers, many singers, many choir members are struggling from this because they've not totally given themselves to the power of prayer 
like the prayer we just, the type of prayer we just did the five days. You can't go into that kind of prayer with that issues and come back the same. It's not possible. The power of God will come upon you. But if you are praying, Lord God, I just, I just love you. You're so good. You're so wonderful. Amen. The demons will be telling you, continue. We are enjoying it. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. Oh, yeah. thank you, Delphi. Uh, that's the scripture, yeah. What he did was displeasing to the sight of God. You get what I'm saying? So once that's a stronghold, you need to get the power of God. Not casual. Effectual, fervent prayer will break that hole. Let me, let me give you an experiment. For some of you struggling with loss and all those things, come out for me, hot prayer, right? Hot time in God's presence. And let the things that used to tempt you, let them come before you. You'll see how irritated you'll be. You'll be irritated by them. It's because you've not increased the temperature. You are still, you are lukewarm. That's why those things can rest on you. If, fly, if flies can still perch on you, then you are not on fire enough. When you're on fire, anything, flies, mosquitoes that come close, they, they die off. That's what happens. So engage in effectual, fervent prayer, not casual prayers. Amplify, say it makes power available, tremendous power available. And that power is dynamic in his working. Praise God. I hope that helps. Yeah. Yes, saturated the worship as well. Be around worship. God has when the bodies are lifted in uh, Isaiah chapter 10, verse 21, if I'm not mistaken, or 27. It shall come to pass in that day that the burden shall be lifted from off your shoulder and the yoke from off your neck, and the yoke will be destroyed because of the anointing. So you need the anointing of the Holy Ghost to break the yoke of your life. Amen. Amen. Um, Any more questions? Yes. Um, okay, so someone says, I won't say I'm scared, but the longer I stay single, I wonder if I'll meet anyone and how I'll cope being in a relationship because I've, I've done everything by myself for the longest time. So she's used to being on her own and doesn't see the point, I guess. Yes, so that's called coping mechanism. Um, I've decided that since... Um, Relationship is not fought for me. Let me just be living my life. Um, it's a, it's not, it's not, it's not a win-win situation. It's good, but it can become dangerous. It's good in that it doesn't make you focus too much on um something that's not yet happening. But it can become dangerous if you be if you become um. Build up those walls such that when you now get into a relationship, you now make that person feel unwanted and unwelcome. And you make that person feel like the person is encroaching in your space. So it becomes dangerous. You begin to push the person away unconsciously without even knowing that you're pushing the person away. You know, I had a story of somebody who got married. No, they started fighting to get married. And the lady came to visit the man or something like that. And so she, I think she arranged the house 
I was messy and the guy was angry that this is how he likes his space. This is my space. This is so and the lady is wondering, I thought you wanted to marry me. So if I come, what will happen? You know, and then one other time is she said she folded the clothes in the wardrobe to make a little room for her stuff. And he's like, no, 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 you can't put your things here. So so those kind of independent um, situations may now go longer than necessary. So I think what you should do is keep an open mind. Don't just feel like, okay, I don't need them now. Um, and because of that, it now becomes a wall. You know, when it becomes a wall, then it's another barrier that the, the man will have to climb through. And that can also damage a relationship. It can also cause strain in marriage. You know, you see people in relationship and and the, the spouse does not know anything about the other person. You know, because this person is so used to getting things done for themselves. And sometimes you burn out, you'd you'd wear yourself out. You'd wear yourself out because you want to you want to you want to um you want to be in a relationship where relationship is actually for to be shared and enjoyed. You know, it's not one-sided. I'm sure even if you have all the millions in the world and somebody still buys you something nice, the thoughts will just make you happy, either as a man or as a woman. You know, if you are care, if you are the type that cares for people all the time, I'm sure when they show you a little care, you don't begin to suspect. You, 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 you just want to feel, okay, I, I, I'm caring for people. Sometimes I also need to, um, as they say, relax and be taken care of, you know? So you don't want to, you, you want to be careful about that. And it's from now you have to start praying to God to give you the grace to not let it become, again, a stronghold. Because that independent woman, independent, I can do, what, what can woman do for me? Like you go on the street and yes, some people say something like, "Ah, if I just see any woman to give birth to two children for me, I'll just carry my children and train them and leave them. Women have one and be enjoying my life." Those kind of thoughts, they are, they are avenues that the devil used to, <clears throat> excuse me, lock people down. You know, so it's okay to have a coping mechanism, but it's it's not a very it's a slippery slope. So you want to be careful about that so that it doesn't become a problem in future. You got it? Marriage is a concept of God. God created marriage. God did not create us to be yeah, independent, single and all that. Some people choose to be single to advance the purposes of God. You know, that's separate. God gives them grace. Apostle Paul and some apostles. Peter was married. BBB is married. And we are pursuing the counsel of the Almighty. In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Okay, yeah. Do you still have any more questions?
Yes, we have like just about five. Let me just run through, through it. Um, so someone okay. says, someone is interested in me, but not really saved, although they claim to be. He says, whatever I ask him to do, he will do. However, for me, it's a no, as they should want to have a relationship with God themselves. There's mm. also pressure from family, as no mm. one else seems to be showing interest. Mm. Oh, um, yeah, you already know that, you know, it's not really saved. It's I mean, they're not saved, you know. Secondly, um, I don't want to judge today because none of us got where we are just like that. Someone gave us the chance and we're able to grow. And if somebody gets saved just to get me married, what is the guarantee that after they get married or stay saved? Now I've gotten you, I now own you. So what? I don't have to keep impressing you. I remember when I broke off a certain relationship, a very ungodly relationship, when I got born again. And then uh, the lady came back and said, oh, no, we can continue our relationship and just, you know, at least we'll do it a Christian way. I say you, is not possible. I don't expect it and that. I cut off everything. And the next Sunday, you know, we're in church and the pastor just preached a regular message, very normal message that should not even get you crying. And the next thing, the pastor said, if you want to give your life to Christ, come on. And I see somebody run to the altar. Oh, Jesus, Jesus. Ah. Yeah, so what's going on here? And it was this lady going to get born again. And the next moment after service, she comes and now born again. Let's get back together. I say, you lie. Satan, you lie. <laughs> You know, so people can do that just to get you, you know. But also, that's what God cannot do. How do I say it? Uh, does not exist. Yeah, so. But if somebody wants to get born again, let them get born again. You don't go into a relationship with them. You can still be friends with them and watch the growth and everything. The pressure from family has always been there, right? but it's better you get it right. Follow God's counsel. You know, it's, it's, it's mindset that tells you time is running out. You know, um, like the example that Papa Kaya gave, he, he prophesied, to, I'm not sure he gave it when he came here, but he, pro, he told us in one of the meetings, he prophesied to a lady. So a lady had pray, um, marriage in her heart, and I believe everyone will benefit from this. She had marriage in her heart when he came to her to speak the word of the Lord to her. But then he prophesied and said, the Lord is saying, move, pack your load and move to Kaduna. That's what the Lord is saying. And so after service, she came and you know said, sir, I thought they said you're a prophet. Say, yes, I'm a prophet. Did I give you a wrong? We say, yes, the word I was expecting, I expected you to prophesy about my marriage. But what you only said is I should move to Kaduna. I don't know anybody in Kaduna. Why would I leave Portakot and go to Kaduna? And then they went to, no, she went to, she went to her pastor and then her pastor called Papa Kaya. And so they discussed it. So he said, well, that's what the Lord said to tell you. 
Why don't you trust God? Give God time and follow his instruction. Remember, I always tell you, take fast hold, Proverbs 4.13, of instruction. Keep her. Let her know who she's your life. And then she said, okay, I'm just going to give God a chance. Let me see what happens. And then she moves to um, Kaduna. You know, she first moved to a, a state close close to Kaduna, a city close to Kaduna, where she knew somebody before she moved to Kaduna proper. And then after two months of being there, nothing was happening. So waiting on God does not mean immediately you just move. Everything will just open up. No. Ask Abraham. He waited 25 years. Immediately she moved. So two months of just being there, you know, definitely there'll be some times where your heart's like, are you sure I'm, I made the right move? Nothing's happening. An advertisement came out and then it was for a job, NMPC um, refinery in Kaduna. And then, oh, she applied for the job. Fortunately, she got the job. And then they did, they went to training school before they started the job. A gentleman also who was in the UK also applied for the job. And then they met in the training school. And after the training school, they started the job. And after a while, after a little while, he proposed to her and they got married and they're doing very well. So God does not necessarily speak what you want to hear. God speaks God. Trust him in his direction. Is somebody picking this up? Yes, sir. So yes, sir. God said, go. Likewise, he said to uh, Paul, go to this, uh, said to Ananias, go to the street called street. There's a man there praying, go and lay hands on him. So God gives you direction. If you follow him blindly, as long as it's God. When it was time for me to get married, I didn't have the resources. I was still living with my parents. God said, it's time to get married. That day, I gave our dear sister, Amaka, she's usually, she's on the group. I gave her 3,000 naira or 2,500 naira, which is uh, how many dollars? Is that up to $10? Not up to $10. $3 or $4 or $5, yeah, to go get me a ring. Why? God said. And then we bought the ring. The fakest of fake. My God. Okay, my wife says not fake. Oh, oh. It was just substandard. <laughs> she said it's not fake. It was substandard. My goodness. Jesus. I proposed. And because I proposed, according to the word of the Lord, two weeks later, a job, the job I currently do, opened up. Naya is not placeholding ring. It's proposal ring. Engagement ring, marriage ring, and even... Uh, Man's ring, three sets ring now, and his ring was oversized. That does not matter. But because I obeyed, two weeks later, the job I currently do opened up to me without me applying. I received an email Are you interested in this position? So when God gives you an instruction that does not tally with what it is you are expecting, that does not mean God is not wise. Follow Him. Praise God. When it was time to get married to Rebecca, get to the well, go and fetch water. And she went there fetching water. And the emissary from Isaac was there. Give me water to drink. She said, I will no longer not only give you our home training 
secured her marital destiny. The, the servant of Abraham prayed, when I ask the woman for water, let her not only give me, let her give the camels. If you know the belly capacity of camels, they are huge. She drew water and ensured that all the camels drank and they were drunk with water. So that was her home training, her character building. Some people, I'm not going to call their names. I know they are not here. How dare you tell me to draw water for you? I'm an independent woman. <laughs> Praise God. I'm not saying women should be slaves and all that. I'm just saying your character can be the key to unlock that missing link. The man could be praying, and I, I need to say this as well. Why you need to build up yourself. God could be showing the man that the woman that's coming is patient, kind. And then you are not patient right now. God has been working on you, telling you to be patient. And you said, no, I have to put not here. And then the man comes and meets you and sees something and says, okay, this is not the one. Because God told me she will be patient. On your side, you have said, oh, I need a man who is diligent in this or that. And then God is working on that man because you are not your final version. The version you will be in five years' time is different from your version right now. So God wants you to grow with people that as you grow into your new selves, you will still be in alignment. Some of you, when you have a baby, your personality will change for the same essence. If, and I need to say this last point, then I'll take the next question. If there are some people that come in form of raw materials, they don't look refined, they don't look good, you must see with the eye of discernment. Because if they were ready-made, you wouldn't have found them available. Someone else would have snatched them. But it takes the eye of discernment to be able to see and then build them up into who you know, you want them to be. It was Adam's responsibility to tend the garden. So he, tend, he tended to it until it looked the way he wanted it to look. So the fact that the person coming, you know, by the time I met my wife, I only had the prophetic word over my life, nothing to show for it. But she was able to see beyond, able to see the BPP. Come on now, hallelujah able to see the dimensions of the Holy Ghost. Venema, come on. <laughs> you know, but it was not an easy journey. I'm not saying go and be with someone that's lazy, someone that's, you know, see, and women have the gift of discernment. They can see potential, you know, and if you are a gentleman and a woman is seeing a potential, that doesn't mean you go and sit down and say, oh, she only likes money. You yourself, do you like poverty? Seller. <laughs> okay, so it kind of like um, flows into the next question. Um, so someone says, as someone called to ministry, how should I prepare for marriage? Knowing both um, both need a lot of time, dedication and sacrifice. What kind of person should I look out for? Should I look out for a minister as well? Or are there particular qualities that suffice? No, you don't need to look out for a minister. You need to 
um, look out for someone who's patient because as one called to ministry, you are you are not married to one person, you are married to many people. You are the you know counselor to many, you are the husband to the widows, you are the father to the fatherless. So if the person that you're with is a very private person, that does not mean the person is wrong or the person is bad. That's just their nature. If they are not able to cope with it, don't say they are bad people. You know, you can separate and say, oh, you know, I wish you the very best. Uh, God showed a woman, uh, Marilyn, uh, what's her name? Marilyn, Marilyn and Sarah. As in America, I'm sure you know them. Uh, you know, Marilyn. I can't remember what her son name is. They are very big ministers. She and her daughter. By the time God called her to ministry, so she had two soothers in front of her. And then God showed her her future with both of them. If you marry this guy, you will live a quiet life, beautiful home, beautiful family, uh, but you can't, you won't do ministry. You just leave a family, you know, have your children and everything. But if you marry, this guy you will do ministry travel around the world you have many challenges you have delays in having a baby but you will pay the price but your life will be beautiful and you make impact for god and then she had the choice and then after a while she decided to do ministry do the work so god never forces himself on you he allows you so for you to be with someone if you're a lady call to ministry you must call you must Speak a man. Joyce Mayer has a husband. I don't even know who the guy is, but he is so supportive. Many men try to bring down and pull down the women who are doing well. That is an error. That is not good. That is not good. That's not good at all. Many of you, God has blessed you with a hardworking woman who gets things done, who wants to be a blessing. Doesn't matter if she's bringing home the money right? And all she's looking for you is a supportive hand. Pray for me. Encourage me. Let's get this. What's mine is yours. But because of the ego, they try to pull the woman down, not knowing they are pulling themselves down. You know, so the court ministry just, you know, and that's one other thing that everyone who is looking to get married must be aware of. You must know what your purpose and your assignment is so that you know, does this person match this assignment or if you don't match thank you have a nice day no quarrel no you're a devil's child no 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 do you match my my purpose do you match my my god's plan for my life if if yes then we can go ahead so ministry requires a lot of sacrifice so somebody must have open heart an open heart and then we we'll trust that god will guide you accordingly amen 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 Sorry, we just have a few questions that came in. Um, oh, so someone says, what do you do when it's mostly married men toasting you? Single men seem irresponsible. Psalms, uh, Proverbs, Isaiah, see, see all the scripture I'm looking for those to answer this question. Isaiah 25 verse 7. Upon this mountain shall the face of the covering cast over all people be destroyed. None shall lack her meat. That scripture's perspective. That's that's a very that's terrible. That's a um, that shows you need to do some some prayers to get you off that radar. 
for you to be attracted, that means there's something they are seeing on you that's drawing them. You understand what I'm talking about? For example, you are not gay and all of a sudden, gay people just start to say hello to you everywhere you turn. You have to go and check yourself and pray that whatever spirit this is, let it fly away. Do you get what I'm saying? It is unnatural for married men to chase after you. It is not the order. So apart from the randy men, that anything that wears skirt, they chase after. You know, but if you see the patterns, then you have to pray and pray that the cover, face of the covering cast on you be destroyed so that you can be discovered. Many people are wonderful women, beautiful, amazing, but the best they see you as is a best friend. They'll come to tell you, can you give me advice? I want to go and talk to this lady. Whereas you are waiting for them to just say hello to you. You know, it's also a view, uh, something that can be cast on you. But when you pray, grow in the word of God and let the anointing of God's spirit rest upon you and then you will attract your mate. Amen. 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 Um, the next question, someone says, what do you do when you find out you're attracted to only people of the same sex? Um, that's just what I just talked about now. That's, you have to do some high-level prayer. High-level, I'm not talking casual. Effectual, fervent prayer to break that spirit. That is not the natural order. A man shall leave his father and his mother and be cleaved to his wife, and the two shall become one. All through scriptures, the natural order, even animals don't do it. So you have to pray that people say, you know, people have spoken certain lies. Oh, I was born that way. That's the life of the pit of hell. It's a spirit that causes those things. Right? So whatever door has been opened for those spirits, I have to deal with it heavily. Um, Semi-private message will organize a session and deal with those things so that your natural order will come into play. Amen? Amen. Okay, next question. Someone says, um, you were talking about body counts. How can, how can one ever settle in a marriage knowing their body count exceeds 60? Lord of God. Six, a body count is, you know, it's not about the number, say, but you have to, uh, some, so for some of them, uh, it doesn't get to the point of a soul tie, right? If it doesn't get to that point, once you get born again and all those things just flush away. But for some, you know, you get, and you, you know, you now have soul ties that, you are so connected to the person, even after not seeing the person for years, you still see the person in your dreams. You are still thinking about the person. That just tells you that there's something that, that is connected. So you have to, you know, pray. I need to teach extensively on this and just lead into that prayer because I noticed that a lot of us have that challenge. You know, it's just prayer. Uh, you have to pray and then break off those soul ties. If you remember the people's name, call their name, separate them by the blood, and then just let them live on, move on with their lives. Because once you have soul ties, there's every tendency 
that even if you eventually enter into a relationship, you have challenges because unconsciously you start to compare. You start to compare. Why do you not talk this way? Why do you not do this? Why, why you, why you get what I'm saying? You know, unnecessary competition. And sometimes, you know, no, let me not say that. Okay. So, so that's it. So prayer, you know, when I say prayer, I'm not just talking in Jesus name. Lord. No, I'm talking about intensive prayer. And as you begin those kind of prayer, the Holy Ghost will now stir your heart in the direction that you need to deal with and break away from these things. Amen. Yeah. Okay. Next question. Um, what is the, what's the kingdom view of sharing responsibilities? 50-50, you know, like house rent, school fees, ETC. Kingdom responsibilities is, you know, when you say 50-50, that means you have to measure. When the two you become one. It's just me. <laughs> You know, this um, we're dealing with some serious answer. But if you are here, say hallelujah. 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 On Clubhouse, I'll come and take your questions too, okay? Just give me a minute. Um, so kingdom view is the two shall become one, okay? For the man, he says, love your wife as Christ loved the church. To the woman, he says, submit to your husband, even as unto Christ. If you follow the process of responsibility, yeah, the man is not, he said, the Bible says, a man that does not provide for his household is worse than an infidel. So the natural order is the man takes care of the family. But you can come into an agreement and such alignment that the two truly becomes one. It's man's ego that, oh, I must be the one to pay the bills. There are some times where the woman is blessed. The woman, you know, has some good, you know, business or good job. And she's able to support and supply. The woman is the neck. It's only the woman that the Bible equates almost as the Holy Spirit. It's called the help meet. Right? Now, there are some irresponsible men that has left all responsibilities for the women. That's out of order. But if the structure of your home means that she's the breadwinner at that time, okay, and not that you are lazy sitting and playing video games, support her. Take care of the kids. Cook if you have to massage her feet i know a couple that the woman is the main provider and they are living so graciously every time i see them the man tells me you know i'm so thankful for this person because she's a blessing to my life and because of the way he loves her, she honors him so much. She will never allow anybody to disrespect him. You come home to my house, honor my husband. I'm the, I'm the financial powerhouse, but honor him. And the man is also responding accordingly. You know, but many men, oh, as long as I'm not the one bringing the money. Hmm, let, let nobody have money. <laughs> 
No, no. If you really understand the concept of the two becoming one, today, as Christ loved the church, Christ is the head of the church. He gave us his name. Go and use my name as the body and achieve anything. In the name of the Lord Jesus, I command, I cast you out, devil. I'm using the authority of my bridegroom. Do you understand what I'm talking about? Lord, I need money. In the name of Jesus, I declare money comes forth. In the name of, let the angels go and bring money my way. In the name of the Lord Jesus, Jehovah Jireh is my provider. So Christ and the church, we have become one. I am in you and you are in me. As the father, as I am in the father and the father is in me, so am I in you and you are in me. The oneness, the koinonia, makes it that you are one. It doesn't now matter who is spending, who is receiving. That part is not there. Am I communicating? If you, many people are very calculated and organized. Yeah, you can say, okay, we'll do 50-50, we'll do 70-30, you know, depends on, it's, it's customized to each and every one. But if you have the understanding of what's mine is yours, then you won't have the struggle at all. Is anybody gaining something from these conversations today? Yes, anybody? Sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes. Hallelujah. Yeah. There are still some women as well who, the moment they start to provide, oh, <laughs> who are you? Useless man. You are not a man. You are this. You are weak. Also, stop comparing. The grass always looks greener on the other side. Until you move there, then you realize it was not a natural grass. It was a carpet. There are things that you don't see in the open. There are many people who smile on the outside, but they are weeping on the inside. So work out your own, the one God has given you for those who are already married. Stop saying, oh, if, I, if, if, if you marry BPP, um, don't let my wife tell you. <laughs> Praise God. But we are all a work in progress. You walk towards achieving or getting to that point. Become a better version of yourself. Don't say this is how I am. Take me as I am. You must be. The Holy Ghost is also there to teach you, to guide you, to help you learn how to be better. I shared the other day, I thought on my personal experience, have you learned to love? That was a personal experience. So after six years of marriage, I'm just learning to love. Still making mistakes, but I'm learning. Praise God. Next question. Okay. My best friend was raped by her father and brother as a growing child. Now she cringes at the thoughts of a man touching her. How can mm. she come out of this? She needs to be healed. She needs the power of God. I've had sessions with people who have been going to therapy for many years, many months, and then one encounter with the power of the Holy Ghost and total healing comes. Total, yes, I think we need to do that. That's what we need to 
so many things to do, but we have to figure it out and get it done. She needs to be healed. She needs to soak herself in intense worship where the power of God is heavy. I shared the story of the lady that I ministered to who was raped as a child. Because of that, she was rejecting love from her husband because she's thinking, oh, he's only being nice because he wants to take advantage of me. And this was her husband, you know, and, and you know, but until you receive that emotional healing, I'm so sorry this happened to that person, but the enemy can take advantage of that. And then because there's a window open there and then start to torment. And how can you go into marriage with the fear of somebody touching you? That marriage automatically start to struggle from the very, very beginning. But you need emotional healing. And if it's possible, okay, yes, send her the soaking link. Let her soak in God's power and ask, cry out to God, Lord, heal me of this pain. Take away this burden. Let this yoke be destroyed in my life. Okay, and if she needs our support, we are here to support you. Um, I'm just, you know, just to my spirit. Um, when you said that this, there's even a possibility that she's angry with God. She's, oh, no, she's no. blaming God for allowing that to happen to her. So first of all, she needs to forgive. She needs to know that God cannot, God does not punish people. God does not bring evil your way. Um, she needs to come to terms with the fact that, no, it wasn't God that did that, let it happen. I don't know how to put it, but first of all, she needs to repair that relationship with God. Because forgive she can't uh, forgive herself, forgive God. If they, yes. And then instead of blaming God, let her come into that place of worship with questions that needs clarification, with a vulnerable heart that is open to receive God's love. Um, we talked about the comfort ministry of the Holy Spirit. Mm. So she, she may want to listen to that message and then that soaking session. So, but she first needs to repair that bridge between her and God, because that is the deepest of the deepest of the deepest kind of hearts where people who are meant to be like your closest relatives will do that kind of thing to you. And it's, it's, it's something that is not a one day thing. You know, as the day goes by, as the years go by, the pain becomes deeper and deeper and deeper to the point where the pain becomes almost irreparable. But by, by the grace of God, the light of the Holy Spirit will begin to filter into our hearts and begin to melt the hardness that has been formed there. The hardness that has become like a shield or her defense system against this pain that she feels, the spirit of God will begin to shine in it's going to be gradual because this pain has become it has built gradually over the years so it's not going to just 
go off. The, the healing can come, but once in a while, she may begin to feel insecure and unsafe again. And so continually, the light, she needs to continually remain in that place with Christ Jesus. And she's going to continue to go through the healing process, batch by batch, stage by stage, until she gets to the point where she finds out that there is nothing left of that heart in her heart anymore. And I just pray that the spirit of God will begin to minister to her, even as we speak now, in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. So, so, so painful to see that a lot of people were abused uh, when there were a lot of people have that secret hidden there, you know, but being in the power of God, being under the unction of the spirit, just let them soak. Soaking, one of the things that bring healing is tears. Yeah. So when you're in God's presence and you start to feel like you should cry, I beg of you, cry, cry well burdens are lifted when you do so in god's presence and then he will bring healing thank you thank you thank you um okay so next question how do you balance work marriage and ministry what has worked for you do you have any tips to help prepare i have six tips six tips are you ready for the six <laughs> one I am a father, I am a husband, I am a son, I'm a brother. I don't take breaks. Oh, hold on a minute, I, I need to be a father now. Just a second, let me switch. Father mood activated. Then when my wife comes, oh, wait a minute, I'm still a father, let me become a husband. Just a second. Is that what happens? No. It's as natural. It's natural. When you are called to ministry, my secret is this. God has a template for every ministry. Wait on him and get the template of your ministry. If you don't get the template of your ministry, you may fall for the temptation of trying to reproduce another man's template. Another man's template will not fit your calling. When God called you, he had a plan for you. Eyes have not seen, ears have not heard, neither has he entered into the heart of man. The things that God has prepared for them that love him. So he has prepared something. Then verse 10, he said, excuse me, verse 10 says, but they have been revealed to us by the Holy Spirit. So there is a template. And one of the other things is my family and the ministry are merged. So I don't separate them. Do you understand what I'm talking about? I carry them along. And in fact, my family is my first ministry. And then God because of God's mercy, he gave me a job that helps me align. Gave me a job that gives me time and is not tedious. Why? Because it was one that was prepared. So when I followed the instruction and got married and proposed to get married, then the job opened up. The one he prepared that is designed 
to allow me. There are certain types of job that I would do. I will not have this time. I will not have the availability. But the one that he prepared for me, because God is not surprised when something new happens to you. Your whole life is planned and from start to finish. That's why we keep waiting on him, following him and his directing our path, because he would guide you into what he has prepared for you. So the job that I do is perfectly fit for me to do ministry. And then when the time comes, when he wants me to go full time and stop working, he will tell me that it's time. But I don't just start to say, okay, because I'm now doing ministry. No, I have, no, 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 no. I'm following the template designed for me. So if you get your template from him, you will see that you won't even really necessarily be struggling to get it done. I hope that helps. Thank you. Um, I accept your thankfulness. <laughs> okay, so we'll just do two more and, and call it a night. It's just, you know, until next time. Um, so this question is, how do you tackle the fear of getting it wrong in marriage? Like getting, yeah. I'm just in tune with the Holy Ghost. That's it. Being in tune with the Spirit of God. So now many people are, are, are stuck. Many men are not able to propose because they, are, they want to hear God's voice. Tell them, my daughter, my son. Uh, Cynthia is the one that I have designed for you from the belly of your ribs. No, God will not speak to you that way. So many people are waiting and God is waiting for them too. When you meet the person, you know. You just know. And once you know, and your prayer, this is how you know that, look, you can't miss it. You pray to God, Lord, I want to do your will. I want your counsel. I want your will. Then once you've prayed that prayer, because Proverbs chapter 4, verse 3, Proverbs chapter 3, verse 5 to 6, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him, and he will direct your path. Trust in the Lord in all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him. Acknowledgement is key, critical, and he will direct your path. Lord, I acknowledge you in this matter. I don't want to miss it in marriage. Lord, this is what my heart desires. One of the things that will guide you is peace. The peace of God. And the peace of God, make, you know, say be anxious for nothing, but in all things, make your request known to God with prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving. And the peace of God will guide you. Peace of God that passes all understanding. That peace, once you feel that peace, and peace does not come from the head, comes from the heart. Proverbs chapter 3, verse 5 and 6. Acknowledge him. So when I acknowledge God, Lord, concerning this matter, I just, I, I don't want to miss you. I want your counsel. You have told him that you want his counsel. Then go ahead and make a decision. Go ahead and make a choice. And trust that he will guide you in the choice you are making. If it's a no-no, if it's a wrong choice, then you will lose your peace. 
then something will not just, even if everything looks good, the butterflies are flying, the sky is perfect, the sun just stands still. Anytime she's smiling at you, the whole world just goes on pause. Coronavirus has disappeared because of how you feel. But on the inside of you, as long as you are a child of God, you lose your peace. Then you know this is danger locking. You would know. You would always know. Everybody that have missed it, they would tell you, I knew it, that something was off. But they just did not, they were not trained to take advantage of that information. You would, you would know. Once you know, you know. Then make the move. Accept the proposal. You go and propose. Stop waiting for God to come and show you dream and vision. God will show a few. Many people have gone into error because of dreams and vision. Some prophets have, have prophesied chaos into people's marriages. Say, oh, it's you. And the prophet may not be wrong, but because the people do not take responsibilities in developing themselves, in also being able to apply the word of God, patience, tolerance, long-suffering, forgiveness, love, kindness, and then they, they, they fall apart, and then they'll say, oh, it's... Uh, I thought God said, this is, you deceived me, you're a liar. Some of those people fall out of the faith. Praise God. So acknowledge him, then make a move. Stand up and move. Many people are stuck all around the world. They are stuck waiting for God to come and tell you. God will not, there are many people that will never see an encounter where Jesus appears to them. But you, being a good Christian, they will see Christ in you. They will say, okay, that means Christ is real. That means he is the, is the way. Because I've seen from your life fruit that I should walk by. But if you preach to somebody and the person tells you, until Jesus appears to me, I will not believe that Christ is, is the son of God. Will Jesus appear to everybody? There was the essence of us here. Praise God. I hope that helps somebody here today. Amen. 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 Okay, um, last question. Yeah, it's, well, it's been a while. Last question, what does it mean to wait? What does waiting entail as a single person? I don't understand that question. What wait? Is it waiting, waiting on God for marriage? Yes. I need to do a full teaching, what to do when you are waiting. It's, it's not a question I can just answer one of, but I'll just try to summarize. What does waiting entail? Develop yourself prayerfully. I've told you, some of you, your destiny requires a certain measure of prayer investment. Some of you, your destiny requires a certain measure of word investment, hours. There was a time the Lord gave me an instruction. I need to pray 12 hours for three days, back to back to back. I had never prayed for 12 hours before then. But what God was saying, for this new season that we are enjoying here, I had to pay a sacrifice behind the scene. Nobody, knew, only maybe very, very, very few people knew about that sacrifice. It was a requirement for us to enter into this season that we are, we are, we are, we are enjoying today. And God told me, 12 hours for three days. I had to lock myself up and do 12 hours for three days. Praise God. So there are 
required. You need to study. You need to read about marriage. You need to learn. Read books. Expand your mind. Read somebody's story. You learn something from them. Read the scripture. Read other books. It's not just scripture. Develop yourself. Go get a college degree. Go get the certification. Prepare yourself for the future that you want. So, for example, God has told me I'm called to ministry. It would be foolish of me to go and start applying to do PhD or be a professor of medicine. That's not what I'm called to. So I develop myself in line with what I'm called for. So what's my vision? What's my goal? What's my plan? I want to support the kingdom. I need to improve myself to get a better job so that I can improve and, you know, give back, help the poor, support the work of the Lord, support my family. Look, the people of darkness understand this principle better than the people of God. And I'll explain. Many women around the world spend millions, thousands of dollars, thousands of pounds, augmenting their bodies, getting big bum, big boobies. Why? Because they are trying to attract a certain type of people. Am I communicating? Are you with me here? Yes, sir. Esther went to the yes, chamberlain sir. and said, Esther went to the chamberlain and, of the king and said, Tell, prepare me for this king. And the, the chamberlain took her and said, go and soak in this oil for one year. Someone said preparation. Preparation. One year, soak. Why? For you to get this king to respond to you, you need to smell a certain type of way. One year, she was endowed with wisdom and she went to the man that had been with the king for many years. How can I win this beauty pageant? Soak with this oil. Let the aroma that comes out of you, once he smells it, he probably there's something about his childhood that that smell triggers and it takes him to a happy place. So he's not seeing you, the lady. He's responding to his senses. Soak in for one year. Prepare. Many men love intellectually sound women, women who can hold conversations. Develop yourself. Read well. Read loud. Read wide. Understand politics. Understand conversation. You want to marry somebody that's going to be, you know, a career person or a businessman that's going to be going for conferences and sometimes they want to take you along. Ooh, when you talk about any subject, let his friends say, wow, such a brilliant woman. He will look forward to taking you for more. Do you understand what I'm talking about? So you must prepare yourself for where you are going. Don't get there by accident. Don't get there by surprise. Don't be shocked when you get there. Many of us pray for some things, and when it comes, it meets us unprepared. I've told you I've spent about five years in the wilderness time preparing, praying, 
studying the word of God, preparing. I had no idea that God had so me in mind. I had no idea. He kept coming and saying, take in more of my word. I say, is there another way to take it? I've been reading, it said, take him off my word. Today, every Wednesday, I have to bring the word of God fresh. If not, some of you would have left. Every last Saturday of the month, the word of God must come fresh. Sometimes I preach every day and it must come fresh. Why? The investment of the spirit. The anointing of God is upon my life. Yes, I'm called by God, but it is my responsibility to walk out my salvation with fear and trembling. How many of you know that the Lord will not impose the word of God in my spirit? I have to pay the price. Wake up at night. Many times I'm, I, I, after doing Bible study, when we should those long hours, I still have to wake up at night to fellowship personally with him so that he can supply me, so that I can supply you so that you can be blessed, so that the testimonies that are going on, more can come. I need to also pay the price. God has told me I have a global ministry. If I cannot speak English, many of you will not be on this call, even though the anointing of God upon my life is pure and genuine. I can't communicate. So how do you receive the word if you can't hear me speak? You see what I'm talking about? So education was very critical to help me speak Today, I, I, I teach people in the U.S., in the U.K., Brazil, different continents. And they have to be able to receive the word. So my preparation, I had to prepare in line with my destiny. If I was a craftsman that did not necessarily have to use words, but I had to use my hands, then my education does not matter. I just have to develop my skill. Do you understand what I'm talking about? So in your place of waiting is your place of investment. That's when you have time. You have to pray for your family, pray for your husband, pray for your children yet unborn. Because you will never get less busier. As you get married at night, when you had five hours to pray, now your husband is, uh, you know, rubbing your legs, rubbing your hands. How far? We're going to get jiggy tonight. But in your heart of heart, you know you want to pray. But that's not time for prayer. It's time to service an altar. Somebody say amen. Amen. Prepare. Read books. Go to, do, go to school. Do your professional course. Learn how to do business. Learn how to provide. Be productive. For many people, marriage is, they see it as a way of es to escape poverty and all those things. That's not supposed to be the case. You must be complete in yourself before you can cling, cleave to somebody else. Build character. Learn how to cook. Ladies, say amen. 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 Learn how to cook delicious meal. Yes, once in a while you eat out, but you won't use your life savings to be eating in restaurants. Walk out, look good. Don't tire up like Smell nice. 
let the man close early from work just to come home and oh my god brothers too trim up yourself dress nice smell good you know so that when you wink at her the glorious stars will begin to shine brighter oh glory be romantic Mm -hmm. My wife will say, preach. But the essence of what I'm saying is develop yourself. Don't just say, take me as I am. This is how I am. This, if you don't like me, you can go. No. That's not. So in your place of waiting, one, your altar, personal altar with God. Many people have gotten this part right, but gotten every other thing wrong. No read, go to school, develop yourself, prepare, get a job. You know, be sufficient, be self, uh, that a word, self-sufficient. Let whatever marriage brings be an addition. Let that not be your life source. Many people, when they lose their spouses and all those things, you know, they go, they, 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 the, the drop is very, very, very vast. So they, they've not developed themselves. So it hits them surprisingly. And then they're stranded from someone providing from, for them uh, on, until you know, now they have nothing. And then they're struggling. Their children are struggling. Praise God. I hope somebody has learned a thing or two. On Clubhouse, do you have questions you'd like me to answer? Any questions on Clubhouse? Amen. I've done a fantastic job. Any other questions on Zoom before we call it a night? It's been an interesting conversation. Uh, definitely we'll have a part two. There are so many facets that I just touched on briefly that I need to really spend time you know, teaching extensively from experience, from revelation, uh, that I believe that we, we would, I want the next set, you know, and don't, don't believe that lie that men are scarce and women are scarce, good women are scarce, you know. Um, Elijah said to God, I'm the only one I've been jealous for you. And God said, I have 7,000 who have not bowed. So God has people who is preserving. So someone that God has kept, if you do not develop yourself enough, you now come and kill the one that God has invested a lot in. God will not allow your path to cross. But if you are, you, you know, you prepare yourself, you know, as a Proverbs 31 woman, you know, you know, you are a, I don't know what scripture man, Ephesians 5 man, <laughs> you know, and, you know, then God can, you know, connect with you then prayerfully as well. You can meet somebody. Also, when you meet somebody that does not look like it, do not judge or think that this is all the person is. You know, I, I, I'm not the guy that I was when I got married. I've grown tremendously. So I'm a work in progress. The reason why it's good to marry somebody that's born again is we don't cheat because we love our wives. That's not the reason why we don't cheat. We cheat because we have a relationship with God and we fear him. 
Joseph say, how can I do this evil against God when Potiphar's wife asks him to sleep with her? How can I do this evilly in the sight of God? You know, many of my friends who, you know, are not born again and, you know, they are complaining, oh, the man is cheating and all that. I say, well, there's no boundary for him, you know, that, that will say he should not cheat. Yes, it, it's in it, it is DNA, no restrictions. But the restriction we have is the Holy Ghost. After laboring these years in the spirit in God, will I now throw all that away just for a, a moment of weakness and a moment of pleasure? Do you understand? Scripture says flee fornication. Flee. Remove your shoes and take off from it. But for the devil, resist the devil and he will flee. Somebody that goes to try to resist uh, fornication, oh, you will fall like someone standing on a slippery ground. You will fall flat. Someone can even be speaking in tongues and fall. Praise <laughs> God. So thank you. Uh, Timila, over to you. Thank you so much, God bless you. We've been truly blessed um, by this um, teaching and answer to everyone's question. Um, so we're, we're grateful. Thank you, everyone, for coming. Thank you for those that are not even the two that joined. Um, yeah, so this is group two, and we only just hosted the Amenophage today. Um, and we just pray these. Uh, that um, we can hear you. Oh, can you hear me? Yes, now. Okay. <laughs> All right. Okay. I, I was saying um, um, that I we, we just pray about you that you continue basking in the presence of the Lord. Um, Similarly here, thank you again. Sorry, my network kicked me out. Oh, sorry about that. Yeah. Yeah. So I was I was saying thank you. Um and that I don't know if you if you heard me, and that we definitely will have this part two, um, where we could also take more questions um and deal with um this topic extensively um in the nearest future, you know. Um yeah, so um, thank you once again um, for being here. Um, and I just pray, you know, that um, the anointing upon you never diminishes and that you continue to receive help from the sanctuary of the Lord. You know, and just as it was said that um, the child was, was marvelously helped by the Lord, you will be marvelously helped in the name of Jesus. Mm. You know, and you'll be encompassed by divine wisdom all the days of your life in Jesus' name. Thank you for yeah. your time. Um, Mama Pegs as well. I don't, I don't know if you can hear me. Um, thank you so Have much. Time, so much yes. <laughs> thank you so much. It's really honored. Thank yeah. you. Thank yeah. you. God bless you. Thank you, everyone. God bless every single one of you. Thank you for 
um, giving so much of your time. It's like three hours, my goodness. Yeah, wow. You guys are special. Thank you. I'm hugging everyone. Wow. Thank you. God bless you. Yeah. So um, if you don't have a group and this timing works for you, just send me a, a message. You know, we're good to go. Yeah. So bye, guys. Bye. God bless each and every one of you. Yeah. Um, may the Lord bless bye, you and keep you. May he cause his face to shine upon you. Amen. I pray for each and every one that is single, trusting God for a good home. I pray that the Lord will direct your path in the name of Jesus. Amen. For everyone that's in a relationship or in a marriage situation that is not going according to plan, I pray for the intervention of the Spirit of God, that he will Amen. bring peace to your home in the name Ooh. of Jesus. For every one of you that is trusting God for a good man, for a good woman, I pray that your eyes be open to see that one. In the mighty name of Jesus, every confusion be cleared away from your path by the power of the Holy Ghost. Every desire of your heart, I pray that the Spirit of God will guide you. He will lead yeah. you for his namesake in the name of Jesus. For anyone yeah. under any form of covering, I pray that the fire of God's spirit will destroy that covering. In the name of Jesus, yeah. that you will be found, you will be seen, you will be heard. For every man that is trusting God for a job so that he can settle down, I pray that Psalms 5 verse 12, Thou, Lord, shall bless the righteous and with your favor will you encompass him round about us with a shield let favor be your portion now that you will get a good job and able to provide for your home in the name of jesus for the women that are working and are pushing for themselves and for their families I release the grace of an castle on you right now that you will walk in this consciousness that the power to attract the compelling power of the spirit will cause you to rise Amen. on every side Amen. in the name of I release an akazo on you who your time for marriage has come. That, but there's been a delay. Let the compelling power of God's spirit cause that Amen. part of your Amen. life to be set. Everyone Amen. struggling with one addition or the other by the power Amen. of the Holy Ghost. By the anointing of the spirit, let that yoke be destroyed in the name of the Amen. Lord Jesus. I break that power of your life and I declare Amen. grace be supplied to you in the name of Amen. Jesus. Let the grace Amen. to be found. Let it be released over you right now Amen. by the power of God's spirit. I bless Amen. each and every one of you. Everything you seek, you will find. Everything, Amen. every door you knock on will open before you. To the Amen. glory of God the Father, God the Son, Amen. and God the Holy Ghost. Amen. In Jesus' precious name we have prayed. Amen. 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 Thank you. Amen. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Good night, everyone. Bye. Good night. Bye. Good night. Good night. <laughs> Good night.